2: Scoopy. Scoopy Radio in your airwaves, on the plane, on the train, on the NBA free agency wire. I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Scoop B, Instagram and Snapchat at Scoop underscore B, and make sure to subscribe to the Scoop B Radio podcast, which is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Tune in and Stitcher app, or simply by visiting ScoopyRadio.com. 3.5 million streams in 2018, 2.5 million streams in 2017, going up strong. And on the line right now is a guy, speaking of going up strong, that was the Nets' old mantra years ago in the 90s, is a guy that I know, uh, that knows the Nets from the 90s, is my guy, Alex Cuesta, host of the Sports Opinions podcast. I've had him, or he's had me, a million and two times on his podcast. And I'm honored.
1: To have you on the podcast. What's going on, Alex? Listen, be radio, radio. Nothing, man. You know I am in a really, really good mood right now. <laughs> Tell me more. Man, our Brooklyn Nets. I know I could say R because you are a next guy. We've just got Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and don't forget about DeAndre Jordan and Garrett Temple. I say we had a good day so far with uh free agency yesterday. How about you, Bob?
2: Yeah, man. It, it's inevitable. Um, you look at Brooklyn. Uh, they rid themselves, or I won't even say rid. They, um, had, they had a sign-and-trade to you know, get Kevin Durant uh, to the Brooklyn Nets, uh, ship D'Angelo Russell to the Golden State Warriors, so he didn't leave for nothing. And then Kyrie Irving, West Orange, New Jersey native, um, comes in, grew up a Nets fan, loved Jason Kidd, uh dropped a ton of intellectual property, leading to the fact that that's where he was going. But Garrett Temple <laughs> is icing on the cake, De- DeAndre Jordan. So I mean it's a good situation to be in. Why are you laughing? I'm laughing because you and your intellectual property. I love that. You see that all over Twitter right now. <laughs> Do you know what intellectual property means? Drop drop some knowledge, too. Okay, so if you if you go back into time, probably around mm, All Star Weekend, after All Star Weekend, I started talking about intellectual property. And basically, Intellectual property. I was kicked off that you know Kyrie was going to be telling a story, dropping breadcrumbs, and letting folks know uh, what it was, and 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 you know basically his love for the Nets, and he is from New Jersey. His dad is from the Bronx, and he split time between New York and New Jersey, so it is a homecoming for him. Uh, but intellectual property is is really a term that I've used not just for Kyrie, but and Kevin Durant, but LeBron guys taking control of their narrative. And I knew more than I was saying, and sometimes you want to protect the folks, you know, but, um, the intellectual property or things that you've seen on social media that have kind of told and navigated his story. Yeah.
1: And so, I just got to talk. The Nets thing in me real quick, I got, I got I got to rant a little. We have been waiting for this next table. This is, the culmination when the trade went down for KG and Paul Pierce, and we had Joe Johnson and there Warrior. we were happy, but it wasn't there. Right now, we got a bona fide superstar in Kyrie. Kevin Durant, if he comes back at 85%, he's a top 10 player in the game still, and he still got that young core growing. I mean, I don't know if there is a better time besides the finals, the back-to-back finals here to be a Nets fan, and they're down. I'm just elated to be a Nets fan, man.
2: When you look at the Nets and you look at their situation, Kevin Durant and and Kyrie Irving comes in, do you look at the Eastern Conference as a threat, as as Kevin Durant kind of sits back and as he rehabs and heals his right Achilles injury? What do you think?
1: Um, You know, I haven't been one of those people. uh, A lot of basketball heads are always like, well, the East is awful and the West is great. I have not been... That way, yeah, the bottom teams are in the playoffs, so the East aren't super strong. But if you look at those top teams, let's just look at the champions that we've had recently. Besides Golden State, it's been LeBron, East Coast a bunch of times, and now East Coast Raptors. So, you know, Eastern Conference, up top, is just as strong as the West. So I think that Durant, it, while it doesn't necessarily, it does shift power, especially next year with he comes back. It's going to be... um Really fun to watch as he's going to have the time with the Nets to get better because people are going to find out that this Brooklyn Nets team has a lot of young talent and has a lot of great chemistry. You saw bits and pieces of it with Joe Harris this last year winning the three-point contest. Two years ago, did did he winning the skills contest. Both of them are all-star weekend. But you're now going to find out and you're going to see that Spencer is a top six man of the game. Joe Harris is really that good as a shooter. And now guys like Harris Robert, if he's healthy, that's another 20 points and night nice guy who also knows how to dish the rocks. It's going to be lots of fun just to see. And, yeah, when KD comes back, the window right there to win a championship is there. And let's not forget Sean Marks is one of the smartest CMs. He, he is possibly and probably going to figure out a way by the next season to open up another match slot. I'm, I'm calling it right here. He's going to
2: go after a third superstar, Paris Roberts is doctored into that guy. That's what I'll think. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think you bring up some insight. You talked about being a Nets fan. Where did yeah. you? You know, one of my favorite uh, movies is uh, Brown Sugar, and they asked the question, "When did you fall in love with hip hop?" So I'm, I'm going to take a little twist and turn. At what point did you fall in love with the Nets? I I fell in love with
1: the Nets. When I was playing a NBA Live, I forget which one it might have been, like, the original, Sam Cassell was on the front of NBA Live in his Houston Rockets jersey, looking like he was gonna throw down a badukadog. Shout out to Scott. And hmm. I and I'm trying to find Sam Cassell in Houston. I was young at the time. I, I, I maybe this was on vacation, so I might have been like nine, eight, or nine years old, mm-hmm. and I'm. Can't find them. I can't find them. I start standing rosters and I see they test because they're from New Jersey. Oh, what do you know? I'm I live in New Jersey. That's cool. So when I start playing. Terry Siddles for shoot three. Kendall Hill was a beast. Um, Jason Williams was a center in that game. Jay Will was a boxer. Funny, mm-hmm. I'm looking and a bunch of my family is a bunch of Knicks fans and they had a free well in that game on the team and I was like, eh, not a big fan of them. I'm from Jersey. Boom, them right there. Start watching a bunch of Nets games. And I grew up watching Kendall Gill, Terry Kittles, Lucius Harris, that whole group of players. And watching Alonzo Morning just completely curved the net. So <laughs> I felt love of the Nets. Ah, what are we going to – it's got to be late 90s, late uh, mid-90s probably. Mid 90s, I want to say probably
2: about 95, 96 when mm-hmm. my net love started. So almost two decades now. and a little more. As you were saying, Lucius Harris's name—it it made me think of the way Gary Sussman, former Nets um, public address announcer, and and, and uh, also head of uh, public relations—he—he double duty in, in in both both avenues with the Nets. But when when Lucius was going, he would go Lucius Harris. Was just, yep. was- and, and people also don't remember, Lucius Harris was the original mask
1: man. When Hamilton yes, started, Kobe used it for a little. So, Lucius Harris started the clear map. So, that's a little bit of fandom and a little uh, NBA knowledge people could take to the bank right
2: there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you saw Kyrie do it and more. Um, it's become a it's become a standard uh, for guys who, you know, need to find a way to uh, protect their, their face. LeBron wore it. A, my- a myriad of people wore it, if I'm not mistaken. um uh, a lot of people weren't. I can't even think of everybody. Drew Drew Gooden um, won, Goodenward I think, as well. A lot of people were. Scoopy Radio on the line with my guy, Alex Cliff, the Sports Opinions Podcast. Tell us a little bit about Sports Opinions Podcast. Where can people find it? What's going on with it?
1: So, a Sports Opinions Podcast, it's a show where I interview weekly guests. Uh, you've been a guest a few times. I try to keep it varied. And it's anywhere from uh, a writer personality to the sports world like yourself to athletes. Um to just the everyday average fan. I like to mix it up. Um, I created it as the average fan. I love talking about sports just in my day-to-day. And I started to write my blog a little. I wrote for a few websites. I wrote for nothing dot com and the AOSN. And then one day I was just thinking, I'm like, I talk about it every day. Let's put it out on the airways, And I hope other people will enjoy it. And I think they have. And I've gotten some great personality. along with yourself, I've had... Um, former ESPN anchor, Jay Crawford on there, former ESPN person, Robin Plumper, WNBA player, Mati Agebon. I have in the future, um, coming on, Mark Allen in 1996. He was voted the greatest endurance athlete of all time. He will be on in the future. So, uh, you know, it's just a great show, I think, where you can kind of get a varied look at sports in many different angles. It's not just current day sports. It's topics that the guest want to talk about whatever the guest is passionate about. And if you, you're looking to look you can find it almost anywhere. You can find a podcast, Spotify, Heart Radio, Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Deezer, YouTube. So it's out there. It's everywhere. And it's on social media, Twitter, uh, Sports Opinion 30 and Instagram, Sports Opinion 30
2: Scoopy Radio on the line talking with Alex Quest. You've also had TJ Kidd on the Scoopy, or excuse me, on the Sports Opinions podcast. What was that like, having TJ on the podcast? Man, it was surreal.
1: It really was. Because that's another... And I, You know, we've spoken before, and I told you, I was jealous of you being on this flaming planet. I used to watch. I watched the budget of the show to that. So I knew you before I knew you. And you were the kid that was living my dream. And TJ is another kid that was living my dream. I used to see him sitting on his dad's lap during his great, great nephew. Mm-hmm. And it was just so much fun to talk to him because TJ has so much personality and he has great passion for the game. He's even, I know he's running a basketball camp, which is fantastic. And TJ is just a great all around dude. It was just another taste of nostalgia with my Nets fans.
2: Yeah, TJ is definitely a fixture with the Nets culture. Um, And it's crazy, you know, dad now, um, is an assistant coach with the Los Angeles Lakers. So definitely some 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 uh, interesting uh, dichotomies there. The Nets uh, have Kyrie Irving, a guy who grew up watching Jason Kidd, and Jason Kidd is now the head coach or rather the assistant coach, wink, wink, you saw what I did there, up the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, and and it, there's definitely a lot of Nets fabric there. Um, when you look at just the Nets as a whole, when you look at their – what they added in free agency, they still have Spencer Dinwiddie, they have Joe Harris, they have, you know, obviously Kenny Atkinson is still there. What do you think the Nets are still missing in their roster that they haven't gotten yet?
1: Right now, either the third superstar would push them over the edge, which they don't have the cap room for this year, or someone to develop into that guy. And I'm looking at a guy like a character He's the guy that they need to be the third odd of a big three. That's just a bona fide score. When you look at the teams that have had these big threes of success, we go back to the original big three of the Boston Celtics. You had Paul Pierce, who was your overall guy. AG was your superstar, one, at one point considered best player of the game or competing for it. And then you had Ray Ray. Ray Allen was just a bona fide score. And every big three needs that. So if it's not Paris LeBert, like I said, I think that the Nets are going to try and open up another slot to late. way that is a lot smarter than I am, so he will try to figure that out. But that's what I think that this team is missing. They're going to need someone to take that 20-game uh, uh, mantle. And when Durant comes back, he'll kind of play that KG, all-around role where, uh, you know, best guy in the game type of Mentality, and then you'll have Kyrie just there, just kind of guiding the ship, like Paul Pierce did. So that's what I think they're
2: missing. Were you surprised when Kyrie became a net?
1: No, I really. All the whispers. It was. It was plainly there to see it if you were willing to look at it. you. Um, you know, you dropped a lot of inkling about his relationships with being from Jersey and the positive things that him and other superstars have said about the Nets and the organization. And a lot of it, I think, stems back to a guy who doesn't get a lot of notoriety, Jeremy Lin. He does have a lot of respect around him. And when Jeremy Lin and guys like Cam Stola, Derek Douglas, some real pros that have respect, came into this organization and left, they have all said so many positive things. I think that resonates. And I think that really resonated with Tyree. And he dropped a lot of subliminal breadcrumbs where he would talk about New York and everyone of him was a Knicks. But he's a Nets fan and he kinda of not being blinded by the MSG Meta thing, there was an inkling there that the Nets had a real shot. But when he said you know, when it became solid, I wasn't surprised. I was extremely happy, but not completely surprised.
2: Yeah, Scoopy Radio the line uh with my main man, I was close to talking Nets, talking NBA more. Were you surprised, kind of taking a taking a look at the Knicks? Were you surprised that the, they didn't get KD? A little bit, a little bit.
1: And in my heart of hearts, I really feel that the Dolan thing about him needing to see the medical records before he offered a max with Smart. I'm not saying Dolan was wrong because in Achilles injury, a standing injury, it could end up being you know super changing uh, in the way Kevin Durant plays. But I forget who I heard saying it. It was someone on the radio. They said, it's not wrong if to want that, but you can't be James want to do it. It's just a hate persona where he's just persona non grata for a lot of people in the NBA. Him saying it may, may have pushed the rant away from him. And also, if they really weren't offering him the max, they're out of their line. Because in my heart, of hearts, I believe that the Knicks offered him the max, he would have there instead of the next. But I think those two things the Dolan needed to see the medical report and then him not being willing to offer the max ultimately pushed him over the well.
2: Yeah. radio talking with Alex uh, Vista. What's one thing, um, were you surprised that DeAndre Jordan happened? That was the part that kind of surprised me but kind of didn't because I know DeAndre was a package deal with KD. But the the KD Kyrie package deal was the one that kind of threw me a little bit. Were you surprised DeAndre Jordan came over to cross
1: the bridge and became the net? Yeah, um, DeAndre definitely surprised me, and to me, it's a really, really good move overall because DeAndre's been known as a great locker room guy. He seems like he's an awesome personality guy, and he's the type of player that can mentor a dude like Jared Allen, who plays a very similar style. Obviously, Jared Allen spreading out and threes as DeAndre never had. But the high flyer, the blocking, and the sticking role that DeAndre was willing to master as kind of you naturally Tyson like was able to do. And I feel like he's going to be able to impact some of that knowledge on Jared Allen. And, you know, maybe even give him a better lifting program. Jared Allen needs to great on. So I think that that's something that's great and I was extremely surprised and really happy to see that they were able to make room and that he was ultimately able to come to the team because he is just a high motor type of player and a great replacement for Ed Davis who was a fantastic set.
2: Yeah, you, you pretty much nailed it on the head. Uh, Scooby, Scooby Radio, Radio. Alex What um are you disappointed Jimmy Butler didn't become a net? Um,
1: a little because I really like Jimmy's game. I know a lot of people not Jimmy and, you know, the way he um, left Chicago, really rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. But people love to forget that when the Eastern Conference was being dominated by LeBron James, the only guy that could really give him a problem was Jimmy Butler on the bowl. And people love to forget that he's one of the best two-way players in the game. And they got to see a glimpse of it again in the playoffs when through the talent that the Sixers had with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler outshined both of them and played like a madman and was absolutely the reason why the, the Sixers were able to push the Raptors the way they were. So it does make me a little sad that we didn't get Jimmy. But again, the return that we got with getting Kyrie and Durant, I cannot be unhappy at all. And I'm happy that Jimmy gets to go to Miami where he seems like the ultimately wanted
2: to it's going to be very interesting to see how they rebuild that Miami infrastructure. But I think it was smart that Miami did it because, you know, Wade is out. They're trying to find, you know, find the next captain. But you also look at Jimmy Butler. People question his age. Do you think age is really a thing? Um,
1: age for me is, I don't know, it all depends on what you're, what you're getting. To me, I don't think it's really a thing. I think that it all depends on the person you got to take that with the person and how it is. So,
2: no, to me it isn't. Yeah. Yeah, I think age ain't nothing but a number, but it'll be interesting to see how he does in Miami with his own team. I want to see him do well. Um, Lastly, when it's all said and done, who would be your top three gifts on the Sports Opinion Podcast to make your life complete?
1: Top three debts on the sports opinion podcast to make my life complete. Wow, that's a that's a loaded question, Scoop. Um number one, I would love to have Brooke Lopez come on. Huh.
2: Brooke Lopez
1: is my favorite nets of all time. He's a comic book nerd exactly like I am. So I would love to have Brook Lopez on. I'm super fun for him to get his deal uh with Milwaukee. Number yeah. two, number 2 I'd like to have Chad Pennington on, the former the former quarterback in the New York Jets. I'm also a Jets fan. And Chad Pennington was a great Jets. And he'd just be a fun guy to get talk to because he's a smart guy as well. Um, and I would really just like to pick his brain. And number three that make my life complete, is uh, the, the top one. Probably um, Iron Eagle. Hmm. I've been listening to Iron Eagle all games for my Nets for so long now. He's one of the best to ever do it, and just to pick his brain because he's a guy that I feel just has knowledge and on knowledge, I and mean, I think he's forgot more about sports than I will ever know. So he's a guy that I would just love to sit down and talk to
2: and pick his brain. I like it. You guys heard the first Scoopy Radio, Alex Radio. Quist is talking everything Nets everything and more. Before we let you get out of here, where can everybody find everything that you have going on?
1: So everyone can find the sports opinions
2: podcast. Um start off with
1: Twitter at Source Opinion30, Instagram sports opinion30. You can find me, Alex Questa, um on Twitter and Instagram at A underscource thirty. Um for sports opinions itself, find it virtually anywhere you can find a podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music. Pitcher, Deezer, iHeartRadio, Radio, YouTube, uh, everywhere. So if you have trouble, just go Google Search Sports Opinion podcast. And um, yeah, really that's it. And then one last thing, Soup. Uh, New York is a Brooklyn town yes. It is not yet <laughs> I know that's an argument. It is I am a Mets fan, I love what they did. It is still a mixed town and it will be a mixed town for at least another decade or so. If Brooklyn continues to success, the younger generation will be next day.
2: That's how I'm closing that one out. <laughs> Goodbye, Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, thank you once again for coming on Scoopy Radio. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Bill. Scoop Scoopy Radio.
0: Overcome. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,.